What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Cinemania Content Creator Radio. I am your host, Marvin Sandoval. Really excited for this episode. In today's episode, we are chatting with my good friend, Enrico Encarnati. Uh, he's had an amazing, amazing journey. Uh, he and I first met each other through the power of YouTube back when I was filming with an iPhone, vlogging with my iPhone, and when he was just vlogging his days in college. Um, at DePaul University and just vlogging and doing what he loves and his journey has brought him to some really incredible and amazing places currently he moved uh, to Austin Texas to film full-time for Zach uh, aka the flexible dieting lifestyle um, so we're gonna talk about his entire journey how he didn't finish college he was at his last semester in college and went to pursue this amazing opportunity and his advice that I think that there are a lot of us who are wanting to take that chance, do that, you know, leap of faith. And he's done that and done so much. And he's really getting involved with his community, whether it's fitness or mental health and bringing awareness to that. And I think he's, he's just an incredibly positive, uh, amazing individual. And I hope you guys learn and listen. Uh, make sure to go check him out on the Instagram. His Instagram is ricofit23. Uh, Enrico is awesome. So make sure to go check him out. I hope you guys enjoy. See you guys in a bit. much for you know being on cinemania i seriously appreciate and value your time how's everything going man dude everything's going amazing and i first off want to say i appreciate your time and um i had you on my podcast so yeah man likewise when we were talking on your podcast it was awesome for us to like kind of kick back and think about how far are and how different our lives have been within the year and a Almost right. two years since starting YouTube, and do you mind just kind of, you know, for the listeners who may not know you, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so when I, I'll give a backstory, um, kind of how Marvin and I met. Um, we met through YouTube, and in the wonderful world of YouTube, I, I don't even remember what happened. I think we just were commenting on each other's videos and uh, trying to build a relationship as a viewer, um, but then it became more as just like, you know, a friendship. And uh, yeah, like I started making YouTube videos just out of curiosity and out of boredom from school. At the time, I was going for pre-med and then changed my major to communications. And uh, I was just not really finding my groove with communications. I was frustrated and I, I wanted to try something else. And I was really passionate about fitness. So I would make videos on my Snapchat. But my girlfriend was like, why don't you, why don't you? try YouTube. Like, why don't you, and you know, that probably was one of the <laughs> best decisions I've ever made. Um, and not that I'm like, you know, YouTube famous. Um, but it was a platform that I started on in order for me to kind of really just branch out into videography. Um, I mean, I would make little videos here and there about like, uh, you know, doing this kind of workout or, you know, this kind of full day of eating. Um, and it literally just branched out into, okay, I want to do more with this. I want to turn this into videography like this is cool I want to be able to tell a story I want to do cool editing and so um yeah that's pretty much what I'm about right now um and fast forward now I am full-time videographer for the flexible dieting lifestyle um on Instagram if you guys know him he's also on YouTube um Zach 
and uh, I currently live in Austin, Texas. Um, I moved there three months ago. I actually left my senior year of college uh, to pursue it. So that's and and it's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life, um, and I don't regret it. I'm currently in Chicago right now, home for the holidays, but. Uh, I will be returning the 29th. To I think there's Austin, so Texas. much in that story that so many people want to learn about. I mean, you and I, I think we both listen to a lot of Gary Vee. And one thing that he, he really preaches about is, you know, going out and filming for someone that you really deeply believe in. And also, you know, the fact that you yep. left college, you know, to pursue this. So, um, and there's so much. So yep. let's, I, we, we skimmed over a lot and I think there's so much we can go in depth. So, so you started YouTube yeah. 20, what's, it's 2017, 2016, and you met Zach this Correct. year, right? I met, I met Zach this year, yeah, at the, um, so I, I had been following him for a while, um, and then I, because at the time I was doing the uh, summer shredding, the Christian Guzman um, summer shredding, which was a 90-day, like, shred down period, tried to, trans, you know, have the best transformation, um, and at the end, obviously, he picked, you know, 10 10 winners. Um, and you know, I, I, I was just doing it for me. I wasn't doing it for, you know, the prize or anything. Um, but then the prize ended up being, okay. He was hosting an event in at, at his Alphalete gym in Houston. And I'm like, I want to go. I just, I, I wanted to go just because it was an atmosphere of people that were like-minded and nothing but positivity. And I saw in Zach's story that he was going there and I'm like, Oh, cool. So I met him there. Um, and then I literally just, I'm like, Hey, you're, you're the flexible daddy left shot. Like literally people now when they, when they see him, um, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're the flexible daddy left shot. He's like, yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm Zach too. <laughs> like, you know, they know him as the flexible daddy lifestyle. Um, but like I saw him and, uh, I'm like, dude, like, can I get a picture? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, um, you know, if you, if you post this, like, or, you know, put it on your stories, like send me a message and like, and like, I'll hook you up. I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, Holy cow. And, uh, he gave me the 3.0 recipe book and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I started mm. making a bunch of stuff. Um, but that's, that's later on. Dang. Um, that's yeah, crazy. That's so you're telling me that you, you did a 90 day shred challenge and you're like, you know what? I just want to go to alpha Elite and I just want to like be surrounded with these people. Did you go with anyone or with any intent or were you just like, I'm there for the culture and I'm there for the people, you know, I went, I went for, I, I didn't have the intention of like, you know, meeting anyone really like you know i obviously like you know christian and max tuning were, was there and um i really i really really wanted to meet mm -hmm. nabil just because obviously like i started getting more into videography and i loved what he was doing and i just loved like the story and like feel to the videos he was like putting out for christian um and i just kind of wanted to see like how he worked how he that's literally what I, I i literally studied him there like i was watching what he was doing and i'm like how can I take this and apply it to what I want to do? Um, and like, that was just fascinating to watch because I was like, I was like, how can I be in your shoes one day? You know, you, you, you look at someone and it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be like Nabil. I don't want to, you know, but I, I love what he was doing in the sense mm -hmm. that like filming for Christian, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool to me. That was cool to me. And uh, yeah, like I, I went actually with, um, two people at the time who, how did I, <laughs> how did I meet them? Um, one, one friend was Ricky. I met um, a while through another mutual friend. I went with him and his buddy. So we just went there for the day and 
we were just there for you know meeting and nice, nice. so you like you people. go there you come home you know you meet up with zach he gives you the, uh the cookbook what happens next so i literally just started making recipes and you know i would i was going about so this was what summertime yeah so summertime was rolling around and then um you know, started making recipes and he put on his story about a few couple weeks later that he was looking for a videographer to go with him to LA. And I'll actually tell you this story. He, he tells this story to like mm-hmm. everybody we collab with, like in the, like in fitness industry, like influencers. And like, they're just, they're amazed by it. And like, I, I get, <laughs> I'm amazed by it every time too. Cause it's like, it's a cool, it's a, it's a cool story though. Um, and he put on his story. He was looking for a videographer for his upcoming Los Angeles collabs. And I sent him a message. I'm like, okay, what do I'm like, let me, let me just see. Let me just try. Because like you said before, Gary V, he preaches like one life, you know, you got one life, like don't live with any regret, like regrets poison. And I'm like, okay, if I don't mm-hmm. message him, I'm going to regret this. So I did. And uh, he's like, okay. So, you know, I kept in contact with him. I was, I was being distant, but not annoying. And there's a difference because being annoying is like, give me, give me, give me, give me. No, I was being persistent. Like I just wanted to make sure that he knew how badly I wanted it. So I kept messaging him, um, you know, I, I didn't bombard him, but like, I just wanted to let him know I was still there. And it came down to me and two other guys amongst 30 mm-hmm. plus people. And the other two people had more professional experience than I did. And obviously I was just making YouTube videos at the time and not, you know, not anything professional, but he had a good feeling about me and he wanted me to succeed and he really wanted me to like do it. And he's like, okay, well, can you can you find a way to get to LA? Like, I need you to find a way to get, get to LA. And this was proposed to the other two people and all three of us said yes. So he's like, crap. <laughs> um, Cause he's like, maybe one, maybe a couple of them will, or maybe one of them won't say it, but uh, he was, he was just pulling for me. He really wanted me to succeed. And um, he just intuition, his intuition felt good about me. So he's like, all right, if you can meet me, meet me in LA, man. And I'm like, holy, holy crap. crap. Like, like mom, I'm going to LA for like dad. I'm going to LA for five days, and uh, I met him there. We filmed with uh, Jamie Hagia, CrossFit athlete, um, Fam Flex, LiftFit athlete, and like um, I forgot who else, but uh, yeah. And then lo and behold, we I, we crushed it. And then like a month later, he's like, "Hey, um, I'd like to have you as my full time videographer. Would you want to move to Austin, Texas?" I'm like. Um, (laughs) yeah, let's do it. I'm like, okay. And obviously at the time I was going, I'm going to school and I'm like, okay, this is a big decision. I have two semesters left of school, two semesters left. I still have, I have my winter and fall because I mean my winter and spring because I just finished up my fall and I'm like, I got to do this. Like, this is, this is an opportunity. I can't pass Mm -hmm. up. Like, you know, I was all about flexible dieting. I was all about the brand. I was all about what he's about and you know same like same beliefs and mutual values and everything and uh, yeah (laughs) so when he offered you that you like at that point you were like yes or were you like hold up i need to take a take a minute digest this how did you spit all this like yes what was going through your mind you're like crap 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 or was this like yes 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 or was it crap crap yes yes so initially, obvi- obviously, initially, I was like, okay, I, ha- I, had, to, I had to think of, I, I couldn't just be like, yep, going to Texas, mm. bye, you know? No, I really th- sat down and thought, I'm like, okay, hmm, what 
like let's let's weigh out the pros and cons here. Obviously, I'm like, yeah, I, I really I, I want to go. I want to go. But I'm like, I'm like, let, let, let me think because I was I was scared. Obviously, it was a very scary feeling because it's me moving by myself. Um, you know, the, there, there's there's unknown and that scared me. But it also excited me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this could be I, I don't know what this could be, you know, and. I, I had to talk to my mom, my dad, and obviously being, you know, parents, they want the best for me and they, you know, they were worried and, you know, I respect that. And, you know, I had, a, I was leaving my parents, um, my girlfriend, that's kind of, that wasn't that, you know, they weren't holding me back. It was just in a sense that like, I, it, it, it's my first time, it's really my first time leaving them and I didn't know how to deal with that. And it was, I just felt, you know, all at once encompassing. Um, but then I really decided, I'm like, I got to do this for me. Like, you know, I can listen to, you know, my dad or my mom be like, you know, you, you don't have that much left in school. Like, you know, you come on, like finish that. But I'm like, I, I understand that. But then I'm like, but this might never come again. Mm -hmm. Like I have one life to live. And like this opportunity probably will never come again. I have to take it. And rest I history. think that's the hardest conversation to have, especially with parents. Like I know if I had to pack up and leave somewhere, my parents would fight tooth and nail to find every every kind of reason for me to stay. You know, I'm very fortunate. And I think you as well to have such caring and supportive parents. But how how what advice would you give someone to like navigate that conversation? Those very <laughs> difficult conversations when you're like, mom and dad, I know you want the best for me, but this is what's actually best for me. What advice would you give someone? Well, I, coming from, my dad was born in Italy, and he's very by the book, and I love him for that, and I, because it's taught me to get out of my comfort zone more, it's forced me to, because I've never been by, I've, I've always been by the book, right, I've always been, you know, med school, like, this is where you're gonna, like, I'm gonna go to med school, I'm, you know, this, this, that, like, you know, doctor and everything, like, very by the book. And that's something I never connected with. That's why, like, I always I, – I would butt heads with him on stuff like that. And, um, you know, when I when I had to tell him that, um, it was hard because he it, – it, it's, it's, not, it's not going to college. It's not doing the, the quote-unquote, you know, normal societal thing. Like, you need to go to college, finish college. Um, and I'm like, I, I, I can't. I just can't. And, you know – having that talk was hard, but it needed to be done because I'm like, dad, I, I, I have to, I, I have to. And any advice I would give, it's, it's super relative because I don't know how, I don't know what your family situation is like. I don't know, you know, how your parents are going to take things. I don't know at, you know, how, how, how you were raised or how they were raised. It's very relative because we all grow up differently. We were all raised differently. Our parents are raised differently. And, you know, our generation now is more so, I feel our generation is more, I don't want to say rebellious, but I think we're more creative and more in a sense that we want to expand beyond the walls of college. We want to expand beyond the walls of like our restraints that we're given because there is more. And I think just simply stating, hey, mom, dad, I really need to tell you something that I need to do this for me. And like, you know, if it, if it is, I can't go to school because this is not helping me grow. I don't, I, it's not helping me learn. And you need to tell them mm. that. and you need to, and 
do it in a way that's not like mom, dad, I'm leaving. Like, I don't appreciate, you know, like I, I constantly want to make sure my parents know how much I appreciate them and like how much I appreciate everything they've done for me. And if there's anything that I can ask for them in this time, it's just for their support. Like they've always given me. And that's all I could ask for because it's like, I'm going to go do me. All I ask is that you support me during this. Just support me. And go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'm listening. I was breathing. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, it's just like, I just, I just really need your support during this time. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I don't know how this is going to turn out. And if I fail, then this is going to be my failure, but I just ask for your support and love. That's it. That's crazy, man. I, I think that's, that's so true. Like going back on the idea of like our generation is more open to the fact that like, I don't think we're built to work nine to five. I think that that was the generation before us where college was the thing. You go get a job, you work nine to five, you retire, you get old, and then you die. Whereas we right. are so creative, so innovative, and we're so connected to, you know, social media and with others. Like, we're, we're really developing communities in a way that we've never seen before. And that just yep. provides us, like, even more opportunities to see what else is going on in the universe. And um, going back about the college thing, too... Um, because I work in a college setting, you know, and yep. I, I got my bachelor's and my master's degree. And even having that college education and working in a college setting, I'm very open to the idea. And if not even just open, I, I personally am on the fence of like, is college worth it? And I think I, I'd love to ask you what your thoughts are on college. You know, like, do you want to pursue it? Or what are your thoughts about like the creatives and college? Well, I think college is good for kind of what I was going for in the sense of med school, where it's very bad and there isn't much like, you, you know, like it has to be done this way. Like you have to do a surgery this way. Like you have to learn, you know, the anatomy of the body. You have to learn, you know, how, how the body works, how, you know, what, whatever it is that you're going for as far as that works, um, like, you know, lawyer, um, very you know, obviously laws and there's that's by the book because that's very you know one way how something is done and i don't i do not hate on anyone or i do not um like i don't condone anyone like oh you're going to college like no i think college is great for if you if you know what you want to do in terms of something like that where it's very by the book it's great it's great for that because that's what it's going to teach you um also college is very good to find yourself. And if you don't really know what it is that you want to do, like I was in that position and honestly, anybody listening that you feel like someone doesn't get it and you're sitting in a classroom right now, or you're sitting wherever that you are in a library studying and you feel like this isn't helping you. And like, you don't like, no one understands. No, I get it. I really get it. I was staring, <laughs> staring at a freaking chemistry book and I'm like, can I curse on here? <laughs> yeah go for it and i'm like i don't get this shit like i don't i really don't and it's frustrating because it's like i i i i'm more than this i'm more than just this this molecular you know cell thing that i'm learning i i don't get it like i i'm i'm my mind is not here it's on something else like it's 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 a creative aspect that can't be taught and like that can't be taught to me like i i you know, I, I know i don't i don't you know um i don't despise like my professors or any of them no like I just I didn't connect and it's nothing against them it's just that's not how I was that's not how I learned like I mm -hmm. learned by doing I learned by 
learning and failing and, you know, repeating that process over and over again, trial and error. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I kind of go on a little rant here, but. Oh, uh, no, go for it, man. But, uh, yeah, no, I think college is really good for if you are trying to find yourself. But then again, also, there is the fear of going into debt. And if you are set on going to college um, and you really don't know what to do, just be careful because you are obviously going to get into debt. And that is a financial burden that will be, you know, however your student loans are laid out or all of that. But that is something that should be in the back of your mind. And, you know, if, if college isn't for you right away, then, you know, maybe, maybe you tell your parents, Hey, I kind of want to explore, like, I kind of want to explore the real world a little bit before I go to college, before I make that, you know, real jump. And because that's a scary jump, like going to college, it's high school to college. It's a different, it's a different world. Mm -hmm. Like it's a totally different world in the sense of like, okay, high school, you know, this, this, that, and like, you know, everything in the school system. But then you go to college, it's like, it's a lot more money. Uh, DePaul, where I went to, I think it was like 40, 50, you know, a year, thousand. And it's like, you have to think about that. It's like, okay, hmm, could that money that I am spending on college, could that be spent elsewhere in the real world? Like, could I, and, and maybe, and not even up front, because obviously you're going to go into debt with that. Mm-hmm. Like, could I spend my time, like I would have had this position earlier, like, you know, you, you do work for free, like you get an internship, like with, like I did with Zach and like, you know, uh, you learn from the position that you want to be at most, you work next to that person. And like, I, obviously I'm, I don't want to be a chef. I don't want to be like, you know, the next flexible dining lifestyle 2.0, but like to be in, I, I, I like Zach's mind. I like how he operates and the business he runs. So it's like, I feel like I am, I'm literally his secondhand man. I'm literally tied in his hip. Like, you know, no, no, but like in, in the best way, I mean that in the best way. Cause it's like, I'm learning so much from him. I told him this and I was straight up with him after I remember the exact day after we got done with our collab. No, actually it was on our way to gold's gym in LA with Brian DaCosta. I told him in the car, I said, Zach, I have learned more with you in the real world in three months than college taught me all three years. And that you can't put a price on. That's crazy, man. And I guess my next question would be, you know, we, we talked a little bit about college and real world experience, which it's amazing. You know, I totally agree. Once you're in the real world, starting to work with people and like figure these things out, you learn so much. Would you go back to like, let's say you were able to go back to college day one. Would you mm-hmm. want to like study videography photography or do you think like this is all like you teach yourself and you just have to go and practice it what do you think um i personally knowing what i know now i would not go to school to learn videography because unless mm, this is tough like film and school like theater and all that like production learning Mm -hmm. how that all runs Maybe. And the thing I can't, I can't attest to is I never was in film school or like theater or any of that. So I don't know how they operate or how, you know, it's set up for post-college. But if you are, let's say, just, just a, you know, you just, you just have a creative mind in that you just make videos and you don't know what direction you want to take them in. I think the best way to do that is on your own and learning on your own and enjoying that process of doing it. Because if you have to, I'll give an example. When I was in a video editing class for college, I hated it because, and I'm like, Oh, video editing. Like you do that all the time. Shouldn't you? No, I didn't like it because 
it didn't allow me, it didn't allow my creative to, to be free. I was restricted and I didn't like that. And I, I constantly fought with my professor in the sense that like, like, well, can I, can't I do it like this way? Or, you know, I didn't, I didn't like how the class was set up. Like there were already, you know, pre-filmed clips for stuff we had to edit. And I'm like, this is, I, 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 the way I think I'm like, I'd rather go film them myself. I'd rather go film these clips myself and, you know, put together a different kind of story. Cause there was one project we had to do. It was like, um, showing how this uh, bank robber got away and then his tire blew out and, um, like all that. And, uh, I'm like, I'd rather just film these clips myself. Yeah. You know, like the, the clips are already laid out and you just had to tell the story in the timeline on Adobe. And I'm like, this, I didn't, I didn't like it. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'm like, I'll do it. But like, no, I don't, I feel like I could tell it a different way. You know, you need to do it your way. You right. need to have that creative eye on it now. Yep. yep. So you are packing up, you're getting ready for Austin. You get to Austin day one, walk us through day one when it settles in. You're like, shit, um, <laughs> I am now here in Austin. Um, I, I think I remember getting there and uh, I was just, I, I was just like, I'm like, finally I'm here. Cause after 16 hours of driving, I'm like, <laughs> Oh um, yeah, you drove. That's right. Yeah. I, had a, I drove 16 hours. <laughs> Um, so I was just relieved to finally get there. But, um, I think when it really hit me was I was laying down, um, on our, my air mattress at the time. Um, I do have a bed and, uh, <laughs> it was on an air mattress and I was just looking out the window and I'm like, Whoa, I'm in Austin, Texas. Like it hit me. I'm like, this is the real world. I'm like, wow. And, uh, let me, let me, I, I need to clarify something before because, um, when I got this position with Zach, I, I moved to Texas at the beginning of September. So I technically did have three semesters left. I said I completed my fall. I didn't. I completely mis, um, misquoted myself, misstated, whatever. <laughs> um, but I still had my you know semester left. And I was laying there. And instead of getting ready for class, I'm like, I'm getting ready to film and not be in Chicago. You know, that's when it hit me because it was, I think, September 5th or 6th. And classes for DePaul were starting the next two days. And I'm like, whoa, you know? Um, yeah. So then day one hits, obviously, like, you know, wake up. And I'm like, like, I, I, normally I would go work at my school's gym. And I'm like, I'm just going to walk out into the kitchen area and we're just going to film some food stuff. Like, I'm like, okay, like, this is different, you know? But now mm-hmm. it's now it's become like I you know we have our routine like we know like I know what needs to get done no one needs to get out but it's just like like even that was scary it's like okay cool you're going to Austin but it's like no once you get there like it's scary because you you truly realize like you're you're on your own you know like I have like I consider Steve and Zach my brothers like I, I do um, but like at the time in the beginning obviously you know we're still learning about each other living with each other it's a whole new environment it's a whole new ball game. But um, obviously, initially, that was that was hard. Yeah. And now, what's what? Now you kind of talked a little bit about you know you have a schedule, you have a way of how things are going uh-huh. and how things are need to be done. What's your daily schedule look like? Let's let's talk about like a day of filming, right? What's that look like? So we don't. So let's say um, there there's not like we're gonna film like you know all day today. No, it's. So let, let, let me let me paint a good example. So 
Um, I'll, I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk through a whole day of what it kind of looks like. Um, so in the morning I wake up, um, like eight, seven, eight o'clock. So Zach at the time, he'll go to Starbucks, um, down the street just to get some stuff done. And that'll pretty much be, um, like he's working on a book right now. Um, he'll update some, some stuff on the website or anything like, like small stuff because Steve mainly takes care of all that. Um, but mainly my part, what I do is I, in the morning, I will uh, either do like I edit up a podcast and make sure that's ready to go because now we do have podcast. Um, Zach does and I have my own personal podcast. So I'll make sure that that's done. Um, if there's a YouTube video that's going up that day, I'll make sure that that's, you know, all good and published. I'll try and schedule it the night before if I get it done the night before. Um, but uh, then after that, I will go to the gym. I'll come back. I'll probably eat, and then that's when we usually start filming is after lunch, and that usually is about an like a couple hours. Uh, it depends. If we're not going to film, then we're not going to film, and I'll just I have plenty to edit. Um, like you know, we have a behind the brand series. Uh, we also have a lot of Instagram videos that I have to do, and then obviously podcasts, um, and then also other little courses that we're doing. So if we are going to film, then it, we you know we we google calendar it so we're all synced up so that we know when we're filming this time you know if it's for you know a, a, a rice cake book that zach's coming out with um shameless plug um, <laughs> hint, hint hint wink wink like it's it's coming out um some you know recipes for that then we'll dedicate time to that and then um the rest of the day goes by i'll usually go to starbucks get my get some stuff done and then come back eat and yeah, and then I'll just continue to work on stuff. And then if Zach has a podcast to be filmed, um, he will film it on Zoom on his laptop. He'll film it with the person he's with. And then we will film the intros to the podcast, which is done afterwards. Um, so that's pretty much kind of what the day looks like. And then when we're traveling, it's a whole new ballgame. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. And now what's that like? What's traveling like now? Like, you, I see you travel, like, a lot now. I know. Well, we actually have – we actually took a break now, but um, – you will be seeing me travel to the LA Fit soon, so this podcast is coming out before then. So you'll 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 be seeing me in LA. Um, but uh, yeah, so what that looks like typically when we have a collab, if we have a scheduled collab, we will obviously plan for that day. Um, so when when we have a collab, like I need to be present constantly, and like that's just constant filming, and I I. I overfilm, meaning I like to have more clips than not. I'd like to make sure I film extra. Um, I don't mm-hmm. really, I don't really, and I mean this in the best way. I don't really care. Films. I want to make sure that I have as many clips as I need to edit. So that's just constant filming. Um, if it's a full day of eating, that's literally from morning till the last meal. So whenever the person is there, uh, it's just constantly being present and filming and always like you know just trying to be the best person as possible with the whole collab that's going on making the person feel like you know very a part of the collab um and that's just kind of the environment we have and like so that that that's different in a sense that um you know being present for those collabs like i don't i don't really like to go on my phone i don't really like to i don't like to detach from the collab you know because that's not really that's not really what we're trying to um do we're trying to be as present and with the person because they t- we value their time so mm-hmm. 
I see that like whenever you guys are working with people, you guys are really involved and really engaged, which is, you know, so important because it also portrays on film. But what I love is seeing their reactions when they bite into food. It's uh-huh. honestly so priceless. I know. How, how do you guys come up with like these crazy ideas? Like I can't cook for shit. Uh-huh. Like I see what you guys make and I'm like, what in holy hell? Like, how is this possible? But you guys make some amazing things. Like how do these creations come to be? Uh, you know, that, that, that's an episode for Zach to, that, that, that's one you got to have, you got to talk to Zach about. It. He's the chef, and I'm the one that just captures it all. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like I just actually, actually no, I can I can attest to a little bit. Hang on, like to be and he has to always be creative because obviously you know coming up with new recipes is it requires a lot of creative space. So he'll run ideas mm-hmm. by us like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Like, like yeah, you know, do it. Like don't do it. Or, um, but yeah, like sometimes I'll just literally spitball something, and I'm like. Dude, do it. Like that's 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 a crazy idea, but do it. Um, so it it literally just comes about in his head. Like he literally just sees it and he acts on it. So I I I commend him for that. You know, that's his creative. His creative is taking something that you know would be a ridiculous amount of calories and making it to where it can fit your macros and not take such a big hit on your total daily caloric intake. What has been your personal favorite like meal? That he's made where you're just like, yo, that is like another level. So it's not a meal. It's more so a dessert. His his oat cakes. <laughs> his oat cakes have been bomb. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Those are the best. Those are literally the best things he's made. And like, anybody asks me that, like, what's your favorite thing of what Zach eats? I'm like, that. And what like, exactly is an oat cake? Well, I can't give the recipe on here. <laughs> <laughs> or just give us, give us like... A roundabout, like oat cake. I think of like a rice, which I could be one hundred percent wrong, which I probably am. So an oat cake, just to paint a picture in your head, is a is an oat creation that is, and I'm using the word moist, and is <laughs> is very decadent and covered with icing, protein icing, uh, frosting, and covered in either sprinkles or some kind of confection on top that in your mouth just melts and yeah that was like food porn through an audio experience i like closed my eyes and And i just saw like like all of the icing just like falling off and sprinkles yeah beautiful beautiful amazing right now i know (laughs) i know and now, what what would you say your work life balance is like over there? Because it's a completely different ball game. Like you said, it's one thing to you know, you know, video and edit, but you literally live with these people. Do you feel that it's been an easy balance, difficult at times, or like even making friends outside of you know Zach and Steve? What's that been like? Yeah. So work life balance. Um, I've really found work-life balance and obviously that's an ongoing learning process every day but what I do is I like to I like to dedicate time to myself um, because I think that's truly important because there is a difference between you know doing stuff as a group and then doing stuff as like a team but then you really need that you time like just you no one else like just you and not focusing on anything and I find that you know with working out in the morning that's why I like to work out early in the morning because it you know endorphins through the whole day I just literally feel better and that's something that for me, I am able to just like be free and like, ex- you know, expand my creative and just 
not have to stress about, you know, work. Um, and then again, when I go to Starbucks later in the day, that's also my work life balance because that's kind of me getting out a little bit and, you know, meeting, I, I've, I've met a couple people at Starbucks cause like they'll come up to me cause if I have my camera with me, this thing looks like a monster, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with that set and you can attest with that 70 to 200, you look like, you look like a celebrity with this thing. Um, <laughs> it's a beast. It is a beast. And I, you know, one of the bartenders at Starbucks or barista at Starbucks, <laughs> he, uh, he's actually a photographer. And like, you know, we met through that. So now we just, we talk and like, he wants to, you know, take pictures one day and like, he wants to shoot some stuff. So I'm like, that's cool. So that's like, that, that's different though. Like if I were to go with him, you know, some people would consider that work, but to me, that's just like, that's just, that's just fun time. That's just, you know, doing, doing, doing fun, doing fun stuff. Um, and you know, I sometimes would like to go out and fly the drone just because I like to just to just to have a different perspective on Texas and just see what, you know, something else looks like. Like flying the drone for me is relaxing. It's truly relaxing. Um, so I think just finding time yourself is truly important and making time for those people in your life who truly matter. Mm. Like I make sure I call my mom, call my dad someday. Like sometimes I won't call my mom or dad like for a day. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, and like, I try not to let it go for two days because then they'll come hunting for me. <laughs> but but um, no, like, I think that's important too. Like you're, you need to be in contact and communicate with the people that are close to you. Like my girlfriend, I, 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 I try to schedule a, a call with her at night because here's, and, and that might sound like, oh, like you're trying to schedule time with your girlfriend. Like, no, hear me out on this because the way that we communicate and I've learned is the best way. And, and I think this, this might go for some people. Texting is probably not the best way because you really can't feel what the person's saying. So, you know, during the day we will text obviously, but I like to make sure we have a call at night, like her and I, like a, like a, a dedicated 45 minute to an hour call, like just her and I, you know, absolutely. Because I want her to feel special. I want her to feel like, like she is a part of my day and, I want to make sure that I dedicate time to just her, nothing else. Like, like nothing FDL related, nothing, you know, just her. Yeah. And, and I want her to feel valuable in that. And it's a good way for us to recap our day and we can talk about a ton, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she can, she can get her work done at work and not have to stress about, you know, messaging. Like, I don't, I don't want to cause her stress and, and she doesn't cause me stress during the day, you know? So if there's anything we need to talk about, obviously we talk about it at night and, that's kind of our recap for the day and we just talk. So that's kind of how, and, and again, I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, when we travel, it's, Hey, maybe I can't call you tonight, you know, and I will try, I would do my best to call you tomorrow, you know, and she understands that. And like, I make sure that she's appreciated and like, I want to over communicate with her and overemphasize that, like how much I appreciate her. And like, I know it's hard for her because obviously I'm, you know, in Texas, she's in Chicago and but, you know, I want to make sure that each, each person in my life feels that level of appreciation. No, and I, I totally respect it. And I think it's, it's become a thing where and I was just having a conversation with my coworkers about this the other day where they're like, how often do you see your girlfriend? I'm like, well, we make a point where every Wednesday and Saturday, that is our time. Because when we're together, and I'm sure you're like this too, when you give somebody time, it's quality. It's not amount of the number of texts a day. Like when you're working and when she's working, when she's busy, you're busy, there's an understanding there. And that needs to be in place because if not, 
it becomes toxic and it becomes stressful, like you said, and it's so, and it'll take a toll on your work. Yep. And it's so good that you two have that, you know, streamline of communication. And, and that's the thing I want to like talk about that. Like there's a difference between time and like quality time. Like after, like after this like podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to shower and like, I'm going to, I'm, I don't know why I needed to say that, but I'm going to shower. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to eat something. And then like, I'm going to go spend the rest of the day with her quality time. I'm not going to focus on like, okay, what, because I, I made sure everything like I have, you know, obviously with FDL, like we have the, we have the book coming on and everything, but I made sure everything on my end is good and taken care of. Obviously if something comes up, I will do my best, but I am, I made it known that like I'm spending quality time with her. Like I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, publicize everything like on Instagram. Like I'm not gonna be like, Oh, Hey, can I get, I want to do this. Cause it's like good for Instagram. No, like I like that's, that's not quality time to me because I feel like then social media gets in between and I'm like, no, I, that's not quality time. Quality time is like just her and I like being, being very present in the moment, just her and I, and like, you know, I don't, I want to overemphasize that because obviously you know, it's making her feel as special as possible and not having anything interfere. So that's kind of how I see it as like quality time. Um, so I don't know if that's like the same for you. Oh, no, 100%. Whenever I'm with my girlfriend, phone is away. Yeah. Focus on her. Whatever we're doing, we're 100% doing that. And, you know, some couples need to see each other every day. And if that's you, that's great. But when I'm with Gabby, we are not on our phones. We're not going through social. You'll never see us on the couch just staring at our phones. We appreciate each other and we value each other's time. And I'm sure you're the exact same way because, well, granted, you're gone for a while. You come back home and it's like, all right, this is the time to really detach as much as I can and focus on you. Right. Exactly. And obviously, yes, social media is a big part of my life, but she's a big part of my life. And I don't need to combine the two because then it's just a mess. And, you know, obviously, like you said, I'm gone for a while and this is my first time home in over three months, almost four months. And like, you know, we've been we've been talking through the phone through like, no, I don't want I don't want any of that. And like, you know, I want it to be in person, present and you know, that's quality to me. So that actually segues perfectly into this next point. Like you're home, you're home now. Yeah. So from the day that you left to when you come back, what has the conversation been like with, you know, your family, friends, girlfriend, like having left college to pursue this, you know, I'm sure that maybe at the beginning there was like questions and now like seeing how amazing this experience has been. What have the conversations been like with your family? Like, Tell us a little about that. It's been, it's been different. Um, you know, in the beginning it was very hesitant, but now it's, they see what I'm doing and I just, I keep them informed as much as possible. I try to tell them as much as I can and keep them as updated as possible. So they, so the, that way the, their worry, worry is less and it's not as great and mm-hmm. that they, they know that I'm okay and you know, everything's okay. And I over communicate with what I'm doing and you know, what, what's going well and you know, just, you know, over, I, 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 honestly, I don't talk to my parents about like leaving college anymore. I don't like, I don't talk to them like, Oh, do you wish you went? No, I, I don't because, because they know like I'm doing so well, not in college right now that like, that's not even a thought. And 
it's just, it, it's always just like, you know, what'd you do today? Like, what are you doing? You know, and they're, they're curious, but obviously, obviously it's, it's still, it's not like brand new, but it's still, it's, it's different because their son is away and yeah. they just want to know. They just want to make sure everything's okay. And, but honestly, the conversation's nothing but positive and there's never been like, you know, a questioning of anything. It's always been a progression. Do you ever see yourself going back to college? Um, I do in the sense that I like to finish things. I like to finish things that I started. So I would just to finish, but not to use that degree for anything, but to say that I did finish college and like that I, and, and here's the thing. I, I don't want to say, oh, I finished college. Like, look at me. No, but the person I am, I like to finish when I started. So mm-hmm. I li- I don't like to have it because that, that to me is like an untied shoe and it's like, I need to go back and just, you know, do that, do that bunny ear and tie the knot. And like, that's kind of, that's kind of how it is for me. So that, that's always in the back of my mind, like, like just tie it. So that's just kind of what it is for me. But in a sense that it's an, it's an accomplishment because I set out from the get go, like I, I do want to finish college. Um, so that's just that, that is a goal of mine. When when that's gonna come, I don't know. I'm not worried about that. College is always gonna be there. But right now I'm living dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, this whole entire time, you know, I just re- I just realized this right now. We've talked about fitness, but what what's your current I, I've seen you on Instagram. I know that you've had your hip problems. Yep. Um where are you at now? Like how's your hip feeling? Um, I know you had surgery, so yes. maybe talk a little bit about that and, you know, how's your current fitness status? I, I see you working out and you're doing great. Yeah. So my current state of fitness, uh, I tore my hip labral two years ago, um, squatting. I know the exact squat rack I was at. It's weird. I know exactly what I was wearing. Like all these little details, <laughs> I know exactly you, you're, you're aware of something so tragic that happened. I fell to my knees and collapsed. No, like I was at the bottom of a squat, came up, and I felt a, a pop. And it was an unfamiliar pop, but that ended up being a torn hip label. And then June 14, 2017, I finally decided to undergo um, hip labral surgery. And that, that pretty much, your hip labral, I could be wrong, but it's, the, it's where the socket and the joint are connected. So where it kind of, where, where it's able to be mobile and move. So within that, there's a cushioning over the socket. So the ball, the ball, the ball joint of the hip, um, there is a cushioning layer, which was worn away. So that's the label that got torn out. Um, and you were an just, athlete, right? I, I played soccer for 14 years. Uh, I played soccer <laughs> for, for, but I was, I, and that's another thing too. I was very overweight, not very overweight, but I was overweight when I played soccer and that had an impact on my um, transition to fitness because it was endurance running and nothing weight bearing. Mm. The only weight bearing was the extra weight that I was carrying. But then when I transitioned into weightlifting, it was a different kind of, you know, load on my body. And, you know, my, my hip was pretty worn down from soccer and that's what I was told. And then once I transitioned to weightlifting, it just kind of gave. So, um, you know, going back to having surgery, uh, that's where the, the socket and the joint. So obviously that, that labral was gone. So they had to go in, tie that back because it was detached. And then they had to shave some of the bone off. Um, so, you know, then I 
underwent um, rehab therapy, and I'm still in the process of rehabbing, but slowly getting back, you know, to deadlifting. Actually, today I pulled 185 on deadlift. Felt good for. So getting back there, my max. I know, um, and I I consider like everything I do now. I started over from scratch. I don't want to. I don't want to hold myself to. Oh, I got to get back to 405 deadlift. That's what I was at. No, I'm gonna start from scratch. I'm going to do everything properly. I'm gonna get my form down. I'm gonna get that mastered, and you know, work with the weight that I can until I master that weight, master the form with that weight, and progress slowly. I'm not in a rush. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to step on, you know, competition stage and compete for powerlifting. No, I'm not trying or CrossFit, which I do now. Um, you know, some of you who hate on CrossFit, CrossFit's fun, so I like it, and that that's something that I'm tapping into. And I I truly love CrossFit, and I know you love CrossFit. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my current state of fitness. I'm transitioning into CrossFit. Nice. So uh, I want I want to be able to move better, and I know CrossFit. There's a lot of movement with like you know, the way that the weight is moved, but I do need to get down the fundamentals of how I need to move with my hip before I can add in all these other dynamic movements. I love how on like Instagram, you're so transparent, you know, Mm -hmm. and with your injury 185, like a lot of people will look at 185 and say whatever they want to say, but you know, you're humble and you're just like, you know what, I'm going to do this right. And I'm going to work my way back up. And if, if anybody's been injured, if you're listening to this, it'll fuck you up psychologically. Yep. Like when right. I pinched my nerve in August, I was afraid to even bend over and pick up, you know, just like a cup or something that I dropped on the ground. And whenever you go, and I remember like the weight that I saw when I was deadlifting, I was warming up. And 365 in August was like, you know, still warm up weight. And right. then I saw it like a couple of weeks ago, I was freaking out because like you said, you remember like that feeling, you remember what you're wearing and you're just like, I don't want to feel that again. Yep. Exactly. And, and seeing you killing it in the gym and like doing, doing it like is so awesome for me to see. I'm, I'm happy for you and I'm so glad that you're doing it Thank and you. your transition into CrossFit. So I'm doing a little bit of CrossFit now. Um, it's, and it's really funny because like you said, there's so much movement uh, what kind of got you into CrossFit? Um, so what really, what got me into CrossFit, honestly, are two things. So Steve, our VP at FDL, very involved in the CrossFit. And I just, I always, I always see like how positive he is about it. He never has anything bad to say about it. And he's never like, oh, you know, like with bodybuilding, it's, and I don't hate anyone who does this, but I just feel like it's very, it's very competitive. And even if you're not in a competitive state of mind, like, you know, you, you're trying to be better than your friend and like, you know, bench, you know, Oh, you know, I couldn't bench 225 today or I couldn't do this. You know, this is that. No, like it's a very, it's a very communal feeling. Like you, it's very like at your own pace. Like I'm not trying to be the next CrossFit games champion. Um, I'm not the fittest person on earth, but I, 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 and I'm a very adaptive person. So like I've, I've adapted into like the CrossFit mentality. And like, I feel like I've, even it's been short term, but I learned a lot from it. And like, you're going at your own pace. You're not trying to compete with like anybody else. Like if I was, if, if I, you know, I joined a class and I did my first CrossFit class last week and like I squatted, I think like what, 65 pounds, because obviously like I have my hip injury, 
Like, but you know, there's not people looking at me like, wow, that's all he's lifting that kid. No, like it's, you know what I mean? You, you don't, you don't have those eyes on you where it's like, you're always being like compared to. And that's what I truly enjoy about it. Where it's like, you know, you're not trying to one up someone. You're always, you're, you're just, you're going at your own pace, but you're trying to progress together. No, absolutely. And I think like, you know, same with you. I, I gave CrossFit, CrossFit, excuse me, a bad rep, but yep. it's, it's so much more fun than and it appears. And what I love, like you said, there's a lot of movement involved with it. And CrossFit is meant to make you strong and athletic, but also like it, it, it converts and it's translatable to like just simply picking up a couch. You know, yep. you want to be able to run down the block and pick something up, you know, and powerlifting is fun, but it's so easy to get warped into the whole, I'm going to eat like crap. CrossFit, it has a very healthy base in my eyes, and it makes me more aware of how I'm feeling, what I'm eating, understand that if I drink this beer or if I drink this, whatever, it's going to probably impact me in not a positive way Yep. the next day. So it just makes you more self-aware of what you're putting in and just taking care of yourself. Yeah. And actually to, to spin off that, um, because Steve is very aware of like his nutrition and like, you know, how he can, you know, maximize his, his potential in the gym. And, uh, I mentioned that there were two aspects into me getting into CrossFit and I forgot to tap into one of them, but one of them was reading a book that actually a, a someone who, I, I call them my friends. So like, you know, someone who follows me on Instagram. So a friend of mine, um, she sent me a book and it was by Ben Bergeron called chasing excellence and Ben Bergeron for those who don't know, he is a CrossFit. He's a CrossFit, um, coach, meaning he trains like the top of the top, like fittest people on earth. Like if you know who Katrin, uh, David's daughter is, she's a CrossFit athlete. She's like a monster. Um, and like, you know, he trains these kind of athletes, but mm. he also, but the main thing he trains is the mental aspect of it. And that's, that's what I'm all about in mentality and like mental health. Um, but that's really what tapped into me. Like he literally got me emotionally when he was just, you know, he, he would give an example of, he would walk us through the CrossFit games, but he would do it in a sense that, okay. This, this is, this is the moment that we, we practiced and this is what, you know, is going to go, this is what's going through their mind or should be going through their mind because we've gone over this. And it's like, that's so interesting to me because he's watching it from afar, but he's already seen this. He's already seen it happen because they practice it at their gym back home, mm. like teach, teaching them mentally of, and, and them teaching themselves of like how to prepare. Like if you're, you know, CrossFit, like if you're in the depths of, you know, doing something a second can put you from first to 10th place, but it's like, are you going to allow yourself a second to slip in your mind? Because if that happens, like then you're, you're finished. So it's just, it's applying that to everything I do. And it's like, Hmm, okay. I want to try CrossFit. I really do. Because I'm like, if I can tap into that mentally, I'm like, that's a whole new ball game for me. Like a whole new mental aspect for me. It's it's so it's mentally enduring the sport. Like you, when you're in the midst of a workout, like a chipper or something that's like knocking you out. Like you just need to get that mental fortitude to say like I can get through this. Like one step after another, yep. one step after another, and then like you said, like everything that you do in the gym, and that's one amazing translation that I love about the gym. Like, I'll leave the gym after a hard workout, and I'll say, that was the hardest part of my day. 
and nothing will be as hard as that in the sense that you you sweat and grind in the gym so you don't in the real world in the sense that the gym is preparing you for when shit gets really hard in life you're tough you're not going to get knocked down like you can get through it in the sense that it, it builds that grit within yep i agree yeah i completely agree like it literally it, it it teaches you to take it step by step and it's not okay yes it's focusing on there's the end goal there yes there is but it's okay what can you be doing right now at this moment to maximize your potential for that end goal in mind like is is it is it really like that's why i focus when i when i deadlift now or and that's just an example because of my hip or squat like okay Let's let's focus everything. Let's let's start from the head because that's where everything for me starts. Let's start from your mind. Okay, are you are you mentally ready to lift to lift this weight? Even even if it's like forty five fifty five pounds squatting, to me that's a that's a big mon- that's a big thing to me because from, mm. coming from where I've been, like that's that's how I approach everything. Let's start from the mind. Okay, are you ready to do this? Like, do you do you how's everything feeling? Like I, I go through a checklist in my head. Like how's everything feeling? Okay chest like let's keep our chest up because that's what we're going to be that's what we want to do and like i'm not the best with form or anything but i'm learning and it's like okay how how are, how are we feeling like how's the, how does the ground feel how does the how does it feel how do your shoes feel can you feel i i, I it's this is weird to me but i'm i'm aware of everything <laughs> like it might sound weird but like okay can like toes toes are feeling good like like okay because i what i'm focusing on when i go to squat is like i want to make sure i grip the ground at my feet and Absolutely. Like, and like, okay, when I go down, like, I don't want to, I don't want to panic. I don't want to panic and be like, oh my gosh, my hip's going to give out. No, like, let's go down. Okay. Feel it good. Now when we come up, like, you know, I, I walk through everything on myself and like, I want to, I want to be able to mentally, uh, mentally have this go through my, like, obviously my psychological system, but then I want it to translate physically. Like I want Absolutely. this, I want this meant like mentally me to do it, but then physically it translates and the performance is there. So, wow. Okay. That was loaded. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a lot. But uh, it's so great to hear. First off, I'm so happy to hear that you're healthy. You're doing well. Thank you. You're killing it inside and outside of the gym. You know, to me, seeing you succeed and being happy and doing what you love, that's all I would ever wish for you. So, Thank you, sir. Bro, I'm so happy for you. What's you. 2018 looking like? Tell us a little bit about... What is in the future for Enrico Encarnati? Oh, you had to add a little flair on that. I, see I, I had to. I had Dang. to. <laughs> wow, man. Um, what does 2018 look like for me? 2018 for me, I want to. So here are my goals for what I have. So 2019, I want to compete in a men's physique show. That's a goal of mine. I set that out. And that's just something that is there for me. Um, Gonna get shredded as a wheat then. Gonna get, sh- you know that that's. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Gonna get shreddy. Um, but yeah, that's that's a goal of mine, and that's something I want to do. And 2018, I really want to dedicate that time to putting in that time to build my body to where it needs to be, um, both as and in a functional standpoint because that's my number one priority is getting my hip to function through all the movements that I perform properly mm-hmm. and being able to do that. Um, obviously I'd like to add on some size, but I'm not in a rush to be the biggest person, nor am I trying to be the biggest person. I just want to compete because I 
want to challenge myself in another way. Um, I want to give bodybuilding a break, but then I kind of want to come back to it later on. And I want to do that in a way where it's like, okay, competition mode and like switch on. But I want to build my body through CrossFit because that's kind of something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, add in a little bit of bodybuilding here and there. But um, that's a goal of mine fitness-wise. I don't really pride myself much on fitness too, too much. Um, It's a platform that got me to where I am today. I don't really... I don't really preach about it too much. Um, main thing for me is mental health and a goal of mine is to just continue to reach more people. Um, I have my podcast that I honestly am so honored that you were on and, uh, I want to expand that. I want to reach more and more people with that. And I don't want to tell people what to do. I don't want to tell them do this or that. I want to give my experience and my advice as to what I, you know, what I've done and, you know, be a, be a sort of guidance for them in that sense. And I know mental health is a very touchy subject for people, but I'm not scared to talk about it because no one wants to. And I have to, I feel this calling that I have to, Zach has given me a platform and, you know, introducing me to audience that I feel like can, I can give value to. And I want to continue to do that. Um, a, a definite goal of mine, not by 2018, but in the future, I truly want to give a Ted talk or I want to, give a talk amongst thousands of people and reach many, many people because of this. Um, my whole motto is pursue your purpose. I have purpose tattooed on my left arm, uh, my left forearm. It is inspired by Justin Bieber. Yes, because of his purpose album and the song purpose resonates with me very, very much. So give it a listen. Um, and <laughs> no, tr- no, honestly, trust me though. Like give it a listen. And like, if you, if you truly listen to the lyrics, like you'll understand why. Um, so that kind of that whole motto and I do have like a, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say, I, I kind of have similar to what you have, like with, you have with lift, lift weights, eat cakes. I have with like pursue your purpose in that it's, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's clothing and that's something that I really want to tap into more. Uh, I do have like shirts obviously, but I want to, I want to expand on that because I want to, you know, reach people again who I feel can value for my message. And I know that would you know, rep the message. That's what I look at. It. I, I look at it as people who represent that message, not who buy a shirt for me. Um, Absolutely. And and that's truly what means more to me is people who connect with me like that. So um, that's me selfishly. But with FDL, I want us to grow like no other. I want us to, I, I want, I literally, I want Zach's podcast to be the best podcast in the world. I want my podcast to be the best in the world. Um, I want yours to be like, I want, like, I want everybody in 2018, I want to find more people like-minded. Um, I want to just continue to grow myself. And I'll, the reason why I want to say myself is because it translates to everything else. And that, you know, has to start with yourself in order for everybody else to be able to connect. So that's kind of something I want for FDL is just, you know, Zach to truly like, because he, he, he I, I can't say, t- I, I, want, I, I want to expand more but I just can't. So you're just going to have to watch. Like, <laughs> just going to have to keep up on stories and stuff, like with everything that's going on. I, I really, I really want to, but I can't. Um, so I, yeah, like I'm, I'm super excited for FDL. I like, I really am. And uh, yeah, like it's, it's just, we're ready to crush it. So. Dude, Woo! that's a lot going on next year. I know, dude. But, you know, it's, it's, it's something to look forward to in the sense that, like, it's challenging. Um, but it's a good challenging. And, you know, I, I, my goal with 
every 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 chapter I'm given in a month is to do something that truly scares the shit out of me. And like if it's if it's if it's flying a drone in an area that like maybe could get taken down or you know <laughs> very illegal. No. You know, <laughs> but like if it's if it's flying it somewhere that like, you know, to get a cool shot. Like that's something that scares me. That's something that truly scares me. Like, you know, even taking the drone off on like, you know, somewhere like, but that enhances my videography skills because then I know, okay, how fast can I get this shot? You know what I mean? How fast yeah. can I get this shot and make it look as good as possible? Like always expanding, doing something that scares me like that. Um, flying out to different States, you know, with people like that's always scary because it's like, you don't know what's going to happen, but you know, I'm, I got Zach by my side and I have Steve by my side. Like, and I, you know, like, and I, and I have family, friends that support me. And it's like, what more can I ask for? Dang, man. It sounds like you have, you, well, first off, it's not that you sound like you have so much ambition Thank you. and so much going for you. I'm so excited to see what you're going to accomplish. And like, like we've been talking about, like even on and off, you know, podcasts, like we've come such a long way. And I feel that 2017 has been an amazing year, undoubtedly, but it's just the beginning, which is crazy and awesome at the same time. Well, we're actually getting uh, towards the end of the podcast yeah. with my final question to you. So, Enrico, my last question to you for this evening mm-hmm. or this afternoon, whatever. Um, if you had one superpower, what would it be and why? Whoa. Uh, huh. If I had one superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. Um... I would say, dude, why just, dang, man, this is good. Hey, man, I got to I ask everybody on the show. Got to make sure to keep you on your toes. Do something See, now, different. I, I want to say, uh, there, okay, there's two things. One, this might sound weird. This might sound weird. Like, to like read, and, and I want, to, and I mean this in the best way, but like to be able to, what's that called? Like telepathy? To like read people like, read people's minds yeah but in a good way because like i know people out there who do sh- like i want to be able to understand what they're going through like emotionally like inside what they're truly going through so i can like be of guidance and of more help because there's mm-hmm. nothing more there's nothing more crippling to me than when someone who doesn't feel like i understand what they go through when i do um so in a sense it would be that because I truly would want to help people for the positive and be able to be like, okay, no, I, I feel this. I feel this with you. So let's work to making this better. Like, I feel yep. that. I feel, you know? Yeah. So that, it might, it might sound weird, but like, no, I, I would use it for nothing but good. Um, but if there was another one, it'd be flying because I love airplanes <laughs> and flying and I love to fly. So um, clearly – um, but yeah, it'd be flying cause selfishly, I would just want to get another perspective and it's just a form of freedom. Like I'd always, I always love, I always love watching birds because they're so free. They can, they can just go wherever. If you think about it, a bird from Illinois can go to, can go to Florida. They can just fly there. Where would be the first place you'd want to go visit? Oh man. Um, I would want to go visit, what's that called? Uh, Yellowstone National Park. Yellowstone Wyoming. National Park. Yep, in Wyoming. 
Why? Because there's because there's the biggest volcano in the world there, and I would just want to go fly over it just to kind of see the the map of it, like in like from a visual perspective. So that would be cool to me. Or, or it would be um, what's where's that um, where's that volcano erupting right now in in uh, Bali? That one because I I'm just fascinated by how like volcanoes are are made. That is very interesting. Yeah, like I don't know, I, I I like that. Like it's just it's just like a a massive thing there that like <laughs> that. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, where can people find you? Um. Well, people can find me. Um. I am in Austin, Texas. No, I'm kidding. Um. You can you can <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, which is my main platform that I communicate with. I am at RicoFit23. Thinking of a name change, if you guys like Rico.inc, let me know. Send me a message. Um, I'm debating it, but right now it's RicoFit23. Um, you can find it on YouTube at Enrico Incarnati. I don't really post much to YouTube anymore, but I do have videos on there if you'd like to watch. Um, but yeah, that's mainly where I'm at. Uh, I tweet some funny stuff here and there. Enrico23i. You know, I'm pretty. I'm trying to get more active on there, but um, those are my two main platforms. Dang, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Enrico. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. And, um, you as well, man. Hey, thank you so much, man. Yeah, no, thank you. Like, anybody listening, um, thank you. If you listen to this point, I'm going to say, like, thank you for your attention because I know to me and Marvin, like, your time listening is so valuable and, like, we both appreciate it. So I can't thank you enough for listening to me and you know, I can't thank you, Marvin, enough for having me on. And I hope you have, honestly, the best Christmas ever. I hope anybody listening has the best holidays ever. You have the best 2018, and you literally go and crush it. Like, Woo! literally, you go and crush it. Go crush it, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Cinemania. This is Marvin and Rico, and we're out. <laughs>